Mr. Lou Clayton, whenever it's outdoor time, which is a bunch for both you and me, you know one of the things that happens? I get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, and we usually have to figure out between the, the two of us a way to rectify that, don't we, Larry? <laughs> but we do. That's one of the things I truly enjoy about spending time with you is that, to me, you hunt for all the right reasons, and you love to eat whatever you take. And yeah, I've kind of been that way for a long, long time too. Over the years, I've been in a lot of different situations. I've eaten some really interesting food, and interesting being in quotation marks, if you will. <laughs> yep, and yep. Uh, but I've eaten some really good stuff, and and I know that you, because I've been around you enough to where. I've eaten your cooking. Not only do you like to cook, you're a darn good cook, and particularly when it comes to anything having to do with cast iron. Yeah, camp cooking. I had a, I'd mentioned this before, but I had an uncle, uh, oh, when I was a teenager, I used to spend some summers down in, uh, they lived in Houston, and I'd always go down to Waller County and near Hockley and Waller down there and, and, and spend some time, you know, fishing in the summer and hunting in the fall with, with Papa Dinkins down there. Well, my uncle would pick me up at the bus station, you know, and I'll, I'd usually spend some time with him uh, and my aunt down there in Houston. Well, right. you know, he was a camp cook deluxe. I don't, he didn't call himself a camp cook, but he was. I mean, right. he just cooked basic. I, I remember the fir- one of the first things that he ever cooked was uh, squirrel dumplings. Now, he lived in in the Montrose area of Houston, which even back in the, 60s was uh you know that was the city i mean there's no question about it but there was his he had pecan trees on his little just a little city (laughs) lot you know where i'm going with this and he he had he had a little pump up sheridan uh pellet gun you know well you know it was the city but those squirrels were just they would just hammer those pecans and of course my old uncle he was he grew up around uh uh shepherd oh you know in, in east texas there that was his home when he was a boy, grew up in some pretty wild times and pretty wild country. And uh, he, he, some of the neighbors were, even back then, you know, they they weren't about shooting a squirrel, you know. But, oh, yeah, uh, he had, I remember. He had this little, <laughs> little old outdoor uh, little building out there uh, with a table and a refrigerator in it. I've told you a lot about it, but he, had, he could back up in that, <laughs> in that building get him a good rest with that little Sheridan pellet gun and and he was lethal and I was pretty good so when when he wanted to cook squirrel dumplings you know that's really where I learned to cook dumplings of any kind but he would we would shoot two or three squirrels and uh he'd all remember him telling me says now you know squirrels are just like chickens he knew I knew a little bit about chickens (laughs) he said squirrels are just (laughs) like chickens boy he said you got (laughs) you got your fryers and you got your your bakers. So what he meant was, if you shoot a young squirrel, we'll just fry that right, fry them up. Yes, sir. But put those old boar fox squirrels, go ahead and clean them up, and you might need to freeze them till you get two or three of them. And then he said, it's a whole different animal, boy, when you're cooking these older squirrels. You you got two options. He always had a pressure cooker. I mean, he uh-huh. was big on the pressure cookers. He said, you can pour boil them for about an hour you know, with a lid on them, or you can put them in this pressure cooker about 20 minutes, and then you have two options. You can take that squirrel. The meat will be just tender as can be. You can season it with, you know, salt and pepper, dust it in flour, chicken fry it. It'll be just as good as a young squirrel, 
but a lot more of it, he would say. I said, or we can take that meat, debone it, and make a pot of dumplings. So I'll tell you, uh, that's kind of the, that's kind of where I really started uh, cooking outdoor stuff. You know, it's he kind of got me started, and I, I just you know enjoyed cooking game and fish, and that that's kind of was my roots on that, Larry. You know. You know, we we grew up both kind of in a lot of different ways, the same kind of way. We were in, out in the country and had our own hogs and chickens and all those other kind of things. We hunted, of course, a lot. I spent a fair amount of time when I was in preschool with my paternal granddad, and he loved to fish and he loved to hunt, but he could care less about a deer, but he loved he loved sheep doves and yeah. he heck of a wing shot, and he loved squirrel hunting. And, of course, every time we had an opportunity, and back then I'm not sure that, we had very many laws as far as squirrels were concerned, although I know when I was really small, squirrel hunting was absolutely huge. We'd have as many people come hunt when squirrel season opened as we did white-tailed deer. But on some of those older, as you're talking about, those older boars, or sometimes big old, old female, what he would do, same kind of thing. I mean, he would, he would put them in a pressure cooker, and he'd cook them up that way, and then we'd either fry them, and he was big on fried squirrels. Me too. And, yeah. uh, and, and gravy kind of thing, but... Then, too, every once in a while, we'd have a bunch of those older squirrels, and they'd kind of build a big old pot of stew and have a big old black cauldron kind of thing. <laughs> yep. And uh, he, would, he would mix up a mixture of tomatoes and onions and potatoes and, you know, maybe corn and that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he'd, he'd brown that meat a little bit with bacon grease, and, and uh, then he'd start adding all these other things. And then if it wasn't thick enough after a while, he would mix up a little bit of flour and water salt and pepper together and kind of make that into a slurry and pour that mm-hmm. in there and that would kind of thicken up that that stew as well too but I, I, man i remember those days as you're talking about i can i can still he had a big old cast iron pot or frying pan kind of like you did yeah my grandmother and he cooked on a lot and uh i had many a great meal of squirrels out of that thing i'll tell you but like i said particularly fried we somehow another always ended up with a bunch of young squirrels Oh my God, that fried squirrel was out of this world good. It is, and you know, uh, today, Larry, f- squirrels are they're they're way more plentiful than they were back when we were boys. I mean, here where I live, this little tract of land, there's just loaded with squirrels. But uh, I think the reason for that is that people are not they don't hunt them like they used to, and so many people now consider a squirrel uh, <laughs> a rat or something. You know, like. You know, they just, they don't know because they don't know. (laughs) But I started thinking about, we had some neighbors uh, uh, down the road from us, and the lady was, uh, their son was a good friend of mine. We hunted and fished together when we were little. And uh, they would invite me over to to eat uh, supper with them, you know. It wasn't dinner back then, it was supper, you know. (laughs) So, and she was an awesome cook. It's my, my buddy's mother. And, uh, you know, so the dad was, uh, he was a hunter too, but he was a meat hunter. So he, he knew that we raised chickens. So we'd come over, they'd invite me over. I'm talking about when I was just a kid. And uh, <laughs> we would sit down, and I don't care what time of the year it was, uh, I'm sure he hunted squirrels when he, when he could, you know, because that oh, yeah. was meat for him. And I, I I don't you know bet. about the regulations back in those days, but but he <laughs> well, would sit down and, and I I knew what we were going to eat, and squirrel and exactly. gravy, squirrel and gravy, and I I just relished it, and I'd I'd, I'd say, well, sir, uh, 
What have we got some good uh, chicken? He says, you bet, Luke. We got some really good young chicken here on this. He called them chicken. But here's something that some of our younger listeners are going to probably ruffle their, their eyebrows on this one. You won't because I know the era that you came, that we came from. Right. <laughs> we would sit down and say we were eating fried squirrel and gravy and biscuits. That was a staple right there. Uh, we'd sit down, and he had a butter knife, one of your big, heavy butter knives. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. don't you? And uh, so we'd all eat that, and he reserved the squirrel heads for himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, because I didn't really. It was kind of an art to, uh, but the, the fried squirrel brain. I'm t- telling you, to, to the country people in that era, some of them, that was a delicacy. But he would take oh, that butter true. knife. You remember that? Whack mm-hmm. that, whack that squirrel, fried, crispy, and uh, I mean he he just literally relished that. Now I, I can honestly say that I, of course, there was parts of the squirrel that I really liked to eat. I never <laughs> never challenged anybody for that, and I never ate it. But it was big back then, wasn't it? You know, it it really was, and I can remember years ago too. I I've tried it several times back when, and, and that was one of the things that. They, you would you would not shoot that squirrel through the head. Oh, I, no. There was an older couple that lived down the road from us, probably about a half a mile when I was growing up, and they were up in age, and, and I'd go by and say hello to them and all those kind of things, and I was carrying 22 out there one day, and they go, where are you going? And I said, uh, we'll see if I can shoot a couple of squirrels, and he said, oh, my God, we would love some squirrel meat. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, absolutely. I'd, I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do, and we were fortunate that year. We had a number of squirrels, and I ended up shooting about four or five of them, and, and uh, I was so proud of myself because I shot every one of them in the head. You know, I was trying yeah, to save yeah. as much meat as I could. Right. I brought those squirrels back in to those that older couple, and they kind of looked at those squirrels and looked at me, and they said, son, you, what are you doing shooting them in the head? And I said, I was trying to save, you know, as much meat as I could. And they go, oh, my God, no, we really wanted squirrel heads. They wanted the brains kind of thing. Exactly. And, yeah. It, that was really a, a big deal as far as they were concerned. And so after that, every once in a while, I had an opportunity again. We lived out in the country, and we were fortunate some years. We had a fair number of squirrels. Whenever there was an abundance of them, when those folks were alive, I'd go out, and I'd make darn sure I'd shot them well behind the shoulder, you know, <laughs> so you didn't mess up any of the shoulder meat, and you just kind of put a bullet kind of through the through the lungs yeah. kind of thing, yeah. and through the rib cage kind of but uh, it, it's interesting how times change it is. and things change. And, and of course, you're right. These days, now there's still some people that understand how good squirrel is and they love squirrel hunting. But there's a lot of folks that uh, they've kind of lost that as far as uh, when it comes to hunting. And, and, you know, I'll be very honest about it. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, skinning a squirrel was just a second nature, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm going to tell you, a squirrel... A squirrel is the hardest mammal there is to skin that I've ever seen. You, you know, there's there's a if you if you YouTube uh, methods of skinning squirrels, people have taken it to the next level where there's a method that you can just stand on uh, on, on the the squirrel and pull pull up, and you've got a skinned squirrel. I've tried it a time or two, am not I haven't perfected it, but uh, for people that's out of practice like me. I mean, I have to work on it on the squirrel skinning because it's a rabbit. I mean, you can skin a rabbit in a heartbeat, but a squirrel is a different critter to skin, you know? Well, I learned a lot of folks I've dealt with over the years that told me they could skin squirrels, and they'd say, well, how, many, how much hair are you leaving on them? And you go, well, yeah, there's a lot of hair. And yeah. I was growing up, 
oh my God, you didn't leave it. Oh house. no, 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 no. That's but uh, yeah. my granddad showed me how to do it. And I, I noticed not too long ago. You and I were talking about some of this and, and trying to set up a squirrel hunt. Yeah. And, uh, I looked on YouTube, and sure enough, there was one of those that showed how we used to do it, and that was, I'd have to always hold the squirrel and uh, face it toward me, kind of, so the belly was toward me, and my granddad had an old Barlow. Yellow, yellow, uh-huh, right. That he that he used to cut a chaw tobacco with all the time as well, too. <laughs> that was also a squirrel knife. He'd pull the hair around away from that tail, and he'd cut that tail and yep. make slit on either side. And of the I'd leg. Hold yeah. on. Uh-huh. Yep, and, and he, he'd pull that part off, you know, all the way down to the tip of the nose. And then I'd hold the front end and uh, uh, hold the front, and he'd pull the backside off. And when it was all said and done, if there was hair on it, it was hair that I had on my hand, you know. Yeah, that's the way we did That's the way we did them, Larry, and you'd... Uh, You'd spread those legs out and then cut through the tailbone and then kind yep. of cut back up each leg and then, and then pull down. And, and you really didn't need to, to use the knife much. But, yeah. No, 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 uh, no, no. That, that was, and we lived in Red River County, northeast Texas. You know exactly where I was raised. Yes, but uh, the Pecan Bayou, we called it, it kind of run northwest to southeast through Red River County. Of course, it still does. And then it, it joins the Red River on, on farther east. But it, uh, where we lived, it was a pretty substantial creek, if you will. But in the winter, those mallards would get down in there, and uh, there's all usually a good acorn crop, you know, a lot of a lot of right. pin oaks down in there, and the little right. bends in the river. Those acorns in the fall, you know, get in on that little uh, dry ground there, if you will, the the bed of the creek, and those mallards would get fat and and <laughs> and they were they would stop. So my I remember many times, mostly my older brother on this deal. Uh, but she would say, well, Freddie, uh, uh, how about, what do you, I'm thinking about cooking us, baking us some mallards. I need three or I need two or four, whatever. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. would put in a, like you're driving through McDonald's today, yeah, you know, put it on. uh, yeah, I, I'll take, uh, four mallards. Uh, I'd like <laughs> to have the, the hens, two hens and one drake or whatever, you know, <laughs> well, it was almost like that because he'd go down there and jump shoot them on the bio, yep. you know, had an old, uh, uh, a Winchester single shot with a little bitty hammer on it. I never, you know, he, nowadays they make single shots with bigger hammer. Isn't that a little hammer? Kind of hard for a kid to cock, you know? So I didn't fool with it much. It was a 16 gauge, what it was. He'd come back and whatever the, was on the, the shopping list, he'd have. And I'll swear, I, I can cook uh, waterfowl when I marinate it, the breast part is what I, I that's the only part yes. I can cook that I, that I like, but I'll marinate it with Coca-Cola and soy sauce overnight. And I usually put some extra garlic in there and then I put a jalapeno and then wrap it with bacon and, and, and grill it. And it's very good, but I do not cook it rare. I, I don't care who <laughs> you're supposed <laughs> to eat duck rare, you know, and I've had some real good cook chefs even, well, you know, you're not going to cook that duck done are you well i I don't like it rare yeah (laughs) i just it tastes like duck when you cook it rare but she would bake she would bake this larry and i've yet to to see it duplicated Uh, it wasn't just because i was young i mean it was good uh it was baked in a i don't know how exactly she did it but there was a lot of garlic and a lot of black pepper and salt and then she made a natural gravy uh that it just made a gravy. I guess you know these were always not skinned; they were uh, they right. were picked 
duck right. duck them down in in some you know almost boiling water and pick those things and then singe yes, the singe the uh, pin feathers or whatever. So that was some of the best duck, and uh, I, I've tried it like that. It did not turn out like she cooked it. It just <laughs> I don't know. I wish I knew her secret on on I, that. I do too. I, I, I love shooting ducks, but I haven't shot a duck in years. So I'm not a big duck eating fan yeah yeah you know it's one of those things that i'll go and if i've got somebody that really wants some ducks that i know Mm -hmm. is going to take care of them like you need to and eat them well i'll shoot a duck or two that other than that i've gotten away from duck hunting simply because i really have not found a recipe and i've tried a lot of different things yeah and if i knew how she had cooked it i would probably be a duck hunter yeah i'm I'm with you I, i live here Oh, uh, half a mile. I, I for many years I'd go out and from where I live right now and be home by eight thirty with a limited ducks. You know, well, yeah. but I'd always just breast them out the dressed meat, and that's the cats. The cats got the rest around here, you know. And uh, but that recipe, I really do like it. But it's I always you cook it in a smoker, and I probably get that meat up pretty hot. You know, I want it uh, yeah. good hot fire. And that bacon where it's crispy, but oh, that's really, really good, Larry. I tell you what, we could go on and on talking oh, about. You're making me hungry again. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> well, that's our topic today, Mike. Oh, you know, eating, eating. <laughs> outdoor cooking. But uh, yeah, I guess we better wrap our show up for for this week. You think? And uh, we're, we're going to be right here with everyone next week, though, and we'll have a new topic. Who knows what? You know. Yeah, there ain't no telling that. You know, this was a great time. We've had a good fall hunting season last year. Yep. There's still some meat left in the freezer. And sooner or later, I'm, we've got a couple of elk and, and uh, also some whitetail recipes we need to share. So maybe we can do that here sometime in the next month or so. You bet you, Larry. Well, folks, thank you very much for tuning in to Larry and I. And we in, I hope you enjoy this half as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. Right, Larry? You're exactly right.